Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Strap in, turn up the volume, and get ready. It's the Free Range Human Show of Choice. It's your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. It's the Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 FM WYAB with Sean the Turk, Yurt Karan, live in the studio with us for a Wednesday hump day edition of the most incendiary show on radio. Got all my little catchphrases in right there, like a professional wrestler. Stone Cold said so. Stone Cold says I'll just whoop your brother. Uh, we can go on and on and on. Wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying. Woo! I love some old school wrestling. Um, it's a little, it's a little homosexual uh, esque now. What old school wrestling? No, modern wrestling. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched it in years. I used to love it too. Probably up to about two thousand five. Yeah, it's 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 a bit gay now. I mean, to each their own. If that's your thing, I'm not judging. It just ain't my thing. It's not your thing anymore. When's the last time you watched it? I, 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 I I will steal because I'm a glutton for punishment. Try to watch like the big pay per views, but they, they're free on my Peacock subscription, so I don't actually have to pay for them. Yeah, but like a WrestleMania comes on, they usually bring back some of the old school guys mm-hmm. or SummerSlam or something like that. I'll peep in to see what's going on. Like Stone Cold came back last year for a match or two years ago. I watched that, you know. So I, I'll peep in every now and then. But it's they've tried to turn everybody, in, you know. The Marvel Universe, everything's a comic book hero now. Like that's yeah. the big thing. So that's the wrestling fan they're going after. And that tends to be a more liberal fan than a conservative fan. Well, like superheroes? Yeah, like gay superheroes. I just can't. Can you get into the Marvel thing anymore? I just, I, around, you I'm know, just too grown. I just can't. I can't. I stopped watching them after a while. Like everybody's like, have you seen the new Thor, the Guardians of the Galaxy? I just don't watch it. I used to love all that stuff, but like the last yeah. 10 years, it's just been overkill. What was the ones with the. Uh, Iron Man, I like those were good. Those are great, yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- those are good, and then we have a real life one with Elon. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's so I, I don't know. That's good, but you know, it gets to a point in life, and it's probably happens to most people, where you can only suspend your disbelief for so long. I think so, and I think like they just they're just running into the ground. Like everything's a superhero movie now. That's like the only mm-hmm. movie they can make. It's like it's a, it's a, here's a new superhero movie. It was cool. Like remember when they came out with like. The first X Men in like two thousand, and those, and then Spider Man came out with Tobey Maguire, even though it looked like he was on you know antidepressants the whole movie. But other than that, like it was, it was okay. It was kind of like, oh, here's a Marvel movie because there wasn't really a whole lot of Marvel movies prior to like around ninety nine. The first two to three Transformers were good too. They were really good. I tried to watch the new one the other night. You know, the one with the beat. I couldn't even get through it. I heard there was one. I just no interest. Yeah, it was not. It's on Paramount Plus. It was not. I heard they turned one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gay. In the new one? Yeah. Maybe I didn't make it that far. 
I'm like, I, I wasn't going to go watch it anyway, but I just I was like, wow. Oh, you're talking about the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, the new one that's currently out. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. And the only reason I knew there was one out is because I saw a conservative blogger talking about they turned one gay. I'm like, well, how, do, how little do I know? But so who are they marketing that to? I, I don't know. Are they marketing this a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles marketed towards the retro generation? Or just one marketed towards kids that they're putting a gay character in. I'm going to lean towards kids with a gay character, well, or it was, trans character, or whatever it is. There, that's um, not whatever you want to call it, cartoon or whatever it was. Is that's our generation stuff? Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right? I mean, that's when they came on the '80s, late '80s, early '90s. Well, sure, but I think the the goal is to broaden your audience. And, yeah. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying that, like, I think they probably get a bunch of dudes in their 40s showing up to that. It's kind of because that was kind of our era as kids. It's like if they made a G.I. Joe movie. I mean, I've went, they did yeah. it, but I mean, I went and saw both of them. I did. Look, nobody's more into retro stuff than I am. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's my thing. I love nostalgia. Yeah. Know? But I, I like it done right. Because you and I, which I think we were talking about the Toys That Made Us, that Netflix yeah, that's, series. That's what I'm bouncing around in my head as we're having this conversation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the about, The movies too. that made us are great, too. That is. I watched that, too. It's really good. And me and Allison watched the uh, when Barbie came out, the big Barbie thing, just mm-hmm. the... the Pandemonium, pandemonium over Barbie. I was like, well, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. It's like the history of it. So we just mm-hmm. were bored one Sunday and nothing else on, so I started that. About Barbie? Yeah, it's actually, I mean, I love the history of anything. Yeah. If you got like behind the musics. Oh, those used to be great. I don't have to like the band to find their infighting extremely entertaining. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be in. I mean, there was a lot of toys on that series that I don't think I ever played with that I thought was interesting about how they, how they came about. Um, G.I. Joe to me was the most fat and fascinating. It said like during the 1980s, it was like eight out of every 10 boys had a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Money Hasbro made. Yeah. Well, my, of all those, of course, the Star Wars ones are very interesting, but right. just because that became, that went on to become such a collectibles market. Sure. It's interesting. And, you know, I wonder like when they bring movies back, like they did Star Wars and they've kind of ran it into the ground just like they have. Just like the, I mean, how did Disney kill Star Wars? They wokeified it. They, they, they hurt. You know, there's a few things they did. I'm a big Star Wars but, fan, but I wonder does it hurt the, does it hurt the toy market when you when you destroy the current product? Does it hurt the retro market? I mean, look at Bud Light. Like their memorabilia mm-hmm. ain't yeah. worth a third of what it was uh, March 31st. I also think like if it's the movies really bad, you, you watch that same thing that I did about the Star Wars toys. And remember they said that the Phantom Menace toys that came out in 99, yeah. like that, they like, they just tanked because the movies were so bad. Those mm-hmm. prequels, whatever, were terrible. So the toy market didn't do so well. Yeah, you, mean, you mean Jar Jar Binks wasn't flying off Yeah, the yeah, nobody was buying Jar Jar Binks. They're like, this <laughs> is just so bad. And uh, the... Um, the new Star Wars are, 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 are bad as well, right? They're very they, bad. They did one that... I, it was done retro. It was done right. They brought back, they brought back Luke Skywalker, not Skywalker. They brought back uh, Han Solo. The first, the Force Awakens. Is yeah, that it? yeah, that's it. The that first of the new, right. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was like the the Falcon, the Millennium Falcon. I mean, like uh, Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought back these iconic, and it was just done right. Yeah, it was. It was. It's the best one of those three. Yeah. I mean, because because when you go to the the Last Jedi is just it's a different director. I'm sure there were point. some woke undertones that I just you know ignored because I was I, I, I again suspend my disbelief to enjoy something uh, nostalgic. Well, that was actually if you think about it, like that was kind of before the real woke kind of movement started. It came out in 2015. Is that so, when that was? Yeah, okay. that that one came out, and then 
The Last Jedi came out in 17, and then the new one is in 19. Now, 19, well, I'll, I'll agree with you, is wokeified because, you know, at the end they have, like, the celebration after they blow up whatever wasn't the Death Star, but whatever it is. And, yeah. and there's, like, you know, there's there's LGBT couples in, in, the, in the universe. And, no, I mean, I don't even get it. I'm just saying it, just, it didn't seem very necessary at that point. No. So, well, 2015 makes sense because right after that, Trump tore through the space-time continuum as he came down the gold escalator. Yeah, that, yeah right. it was, that was the year it came in. Yeah. And December. everything broke. And everything broke. The time and space continuum is broke. We need a flux capacitor to get back. It was a combination of that or that dress that everybody fought about on the internet. The dress. Is it blue or is it gold? Is it whatever it was? Whatever that, the two colors were. That that is gonna become iconic forever. It will be. <laughs> Mike Madison that hosts the show here, so I'm still he he swears that's what broke the universe. It's that dress. The dress. He broke <laughs> broke the internet literally and figuratively. Yeah, there is though, if you watch um of the new ones, if you watch Rogue One, that's an excellent movie. That that actually is like old Star Wars. That was done by a guy named Gareth Edwards, and it's it's different than those three that you know. I mean, it's all part of Disney, but than the three that were like following the original the original movies, it's 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 way better. All right, let's shift gears. I can sit here and talk nerd stuff. All yeah, yeah, I can go to Star Wars, man. <laughs> what, there's a, the new ones coming. Actually, Ashoka's coming out in a week on Disney Plus. So. And I saw where, okay, let's talk about that for just a second. I saw where Disney Plus is hiking. It's, they're cutting back. They're pulling off some some inventory, and they're jacking up the price. Like from the like the base plans three ninety nine mm-hmm. is going up to thirteen ninety nine. No way, really? I didn't yeah. see that yet. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I'm not as like I don't like the stuff Netflix has put out. That cutie stuff. People deserve to go to jail over that they produce child porn as far as i'm concerned i canceled netflix i told you about this i canceled like two weeks i get i have this love hate relationship with netflix where yeah. like they'll be like i watched the johnny football documentary the uh, other night. it's on my hit list it, it's really good and so i'll see they'll there'll be a documentary and then there's all this stuff that there's just this is sound really funny there's too much content there's too much content on netflix there's too much not good content yeah, yeah not right not good content that you can't I mean, wade through you know i mean i know every every episode every series can't be house of cards mm-hmm but we're gotta, you got to get back to writing. And maybe it's because Hollywood's gotten so wokeified that they can't do it. Yeah, I talked to some of my friends in the movie industry. And but you got to get back to writing some good stuff. Yeah, he told me it's just so much cheaper to make a movie than it was in the 1990s now. It's so much easier. So a lot, it's just an easier access to get content out there. And Netflix was just buying all of it up that they could. And so now I notice every time I watch Netflix, I'm, I'm watching movies from like, the, I watch like Tremors or something like that. You know, I don't watch anything. So I'm like, why do I have this? I, I just, just like, I, you know, I, I got broke. Something broke me somewhere along the way too. I just like documentaries. I can't sit down and mm-hmm. watch a movie. It's tough. I mean, know. rarely I do. I watch the new Top Gun from top to finish. I watched that god awful movie with Cole Hauser and Morgan Freeman that was filmed. Right I heard here you the talk day. about that on the radio. I have not watched that. I guess I shouldn't. Don't. I mean, well, go into it knowing it's bad and enjoy it for being a bad movie. Is that which? That's with Sean Jackson, right? Yeah, they made two of them. Um, this one was called The Ritual Killer. The I other one was A Good Day to Die, which I thought was the perfect name for a movie. No, in that's Jackson. a James Bond movie. It was, oh, it no, was like it. Talk to the Dead or something like that. Oh, okay. Voices of the Dead. It was something about dead or dying, and, but voices. I don't or know. A Day to Die, maybe? Maybe so. Maybe it's, it, it Somebody said it was terrible, too. I guess okay. they filmed, I guess But they, Bruce Willis was in that one. I guess because, oh, no, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that filmed in Jackson. But they mm-hmm. Cole Hauser and Morgan Freeman filmed two movies up here. I got you. While they were doing it, apparently they got it, like you said, cheaper to film movies now. Mm-hmm. They just film two movies anyway. Terrible. The Bruce Willis one's terrible, but it had an appearance by Chalkway, so I wasn't going to watch it. That was my boycott. Yeah, unless that... he died in it, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, I mean, 
like if a building blew up, you know, just on screen thing. Oh, how unfortunate! The mayor of the city died. What is the? What's the? It was so that's yeah. Because I remember it was there was all these explosions in downtown Jackson. I think Bruce Willis. I think that is called a day to die. Maybe so. That was one of the explosions they did right in front of the governor's mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just the name was like, did you guys really pick that name for a movie shot in Jackson? So here's the funny part I, I'll, I'll remember about that is when they were doing those scenes down there, they had a couple cop, of our newer cop cars down there. Yes, that's what I remember. And simultaneously, there was a mass shootout in Jackson where like five people got yeah, shot. Yes, yes. And I just remember raising a hill. I was like, <laughs> you know, here you got a couple cop cars that could be being used. Right, but they're but the meanwhile, movie. you're over here filming this ridiculous movie while you got a mass shootout. Yeah, I, no, look, I know that's probably me petty on my end. It is, but I know what you're saying. Though, it's, right? just like, it's just the most Jackson thing ever. It is. We ain't it got is. enough cops, but you found two two of our new cop cars could be over here in this movie, and you know they're new because they got that ridiculous orange AMR stripe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would be okay now with Capitol Police down there, but back that was like two years ago before all that, like two three years ago. So, but uh, yeah, no, I do remember that there was that wasn't the shootout downtown. Actually, too. Yeah, it wasn't far from there at all. It wasn't. It, that, yeah, it wasn't that far at all. That's what all I thought. Right. On the guns in your text line, somebody asked, "Have we? Did I talk about the Flag Island fight?" Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. Let's see here. Somebody said that's funny. That was bad, but it was funny. I guess you're talking about the mayor dying. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break. We come back. I want to hit. I, I'm not. I'm just not quite over talking about this Anthony Oliver Anthony song. I want to talk about that for a second. I want to jump to the Trump indictment. And Sean sent me a really interesting article yesterday where basically a Democrat is is admitting to, hey, you know what, we're probably not going to change Trump voters' minds. Uh, I want to get into that. Is there anything that's going to change your mind? There's your question of the day before we even get into it. Could Trump do anything short of rape or murder that would change your mind about voting for him? Or do any of these indictments matter to you? I mean, could they just indict, 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 indict? Over 2020. Also want to talk about moving on from 2020. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hi, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment will be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, your hometown roof repair specialist. Locally owned, locally operated right here in central Mississippi. Man, a bunch of great guys always competing in the Real Men Wear Pink competition or uh, fundraiser whatever you want to call it there good guys man do business with them they're gonna come out they're gonna do a complimentary roof assessment you know find out if you need a leak fixed or if you need your whole roof repaired replaced should i say they'll work with your insurance companies they're gonna stay in constant communication with you uh one of my coworkers recently used them and we were, i was talking about it the day because i kept seeing these emails come through we have a shared email account at work and I said, man, who is getting a roof at Watkins Construction and Roofing? He's like, I am getting a roof, some roof repair done on the house. And um, he's like, man, they stay in constant contact. He's like, I heard you saying that on the show. So I figured I'd give it a try. And they did. He said, man, it's just constant communication. You don't, you don't have to have any questions or you don't have to wonder long if you do. They, get, they have somebody in the office that stays in contact with the customers. I think that's so important in this day of constant communication. People seem harder and harder to get in touch with. I know I am. I don't like talking on the phone. I mean, I have a moment here and there, but generally speaking, <clears throat> I don't like talking on the phone. If you can send it in a text, send it, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, that's not Watkins Construction Roofing. They don't mind talking on the phone. <laughs> 
Get in touch with them if you need them. Uh, summer storms. Winter's getting ready to get here. Uh, hurricane season ain't over. The heat is unbearable. However, it does feel nice today. All of these, all of this is stress on your roof. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, Sean. Look, man, I'm uh, I'm telling you, I was looking last night. Like I said, I'm all on this Oliver Anthony song, this Rich Men North of Richmond. Yeah. This thing has become a phenomenon. And I think if we can if we can eliminate our political leanings for a minute, it's a song that should encapsulate everybody. Because it's not about left versus right. It's about top versus bottom. Mm-hmm. It's about these people in Washington. And this guy's got other songs calling out Republicans and Democrats. Says he's never yep. seen a good-looking bureaucrat. You know? <laughs> so he, he clearly he, I, I, he probably leans right. What centrist, happened? What this, what's know? the story? Like, I mean, I remember we were here after Friday, and Jameson came in here and showed us the Twitter, remember? Mm-hmm. And uh, what, was this just some guy that decided to upload a video to Twitter? I mean, I remember the song was pretty good. He had been uploading stuff. You know, cover songs and a couple original songs here and there to his YouTube channel for a few years. No real, no real traction. You know, a couple hundred views here, a couple hundred views there. There's a there's a local music YouTube channel out of West Virginia called Mm -hmm. Music West Virginia or something like that. Yeah, he recorded the song he had written and it kind of did a little bit better, a little bit higher quality video, just in his his form with his dogs and him and a cool looking microphone. And man, they loaded it up, and bro, it hit. I mean, to say it hit is an understatement. I don't think any song in the history of music has ever had a bigger immediate impact. That quick, okay. That quick. No record deal, no management, mm-hmm. no nothing. He didn't even have he didn't even have digital tracks ready to upload to iTunes and the streaming stuff. He just was performing it live the way the video I saw. Right? Yeah, and dude, it is. It's been number one on the on the iTunes all genre chart. Since it came out, it's I didn't even know it was possible to do this without radio, mm-hmm. but apparently it's been such a huge success with streaming and with YouTube and all the factors Billboard takes into consideration. It's going to be the number one song on the top 200 when the charts, barring something crazy, when the new charts come out, I think, tomorrow. Wow. Unless it just takes a nosedive today, and he holds five of the top 10 positions on the iTunes uh, chart. Let me ask you this question, too. So he just uploaded this video to Twitter, right? That's what he initially... YouTube. YouTube, okay. And, and, and somehow or another, he got a whole, TikTok got a hold of it. And mm. that's that's where the virality, mm. the virality, however you want to say that, started. That's where I first saw it. Because people were just ripping it, putting it in their TikTok videos. and was like, what is this? I mean, it's one of those songs, it grabs you immediately. Did he upload it to iTunes himself, or did... Yeah, no, no. Once it hit, mm-hmm. he... He if somebody got in his ear. That was my next question. Like, where's the money coming from now for him? Like I, that? iTunes, and, iTunes yeah. you know, and Spotify and, you know, all these digital platforms, mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how YouTube compensation works for artists, you know, like I know is my channels, my channel is monetized, but man, you have to do so much to get anything. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. But like on TikTok, if you're monetized, it's like every million is 15 bucks. Or sixty five bucks or something like that. It, they, but you start talking about a hundred million dollars, hundred million spins. Yeah, you know it adds up. I mean, we're talking about a song going viral. Mm-hmm. It don't take long. It don't gotcha. take much to to blow up. But I, so I think that's interesting. And I think that that we should all, regardless of what side we're on, 
be pulling for the industrial media complex, whether it's music, movies, news, any of this crap they've been feeding us for the last 50 years, mm-hmm. this needs to be blowed up. Yeah. I mean, if somebody can uh, can make his own music and put it up there and you don't need the label or anything, that's amazing. Yeah. If I'm an yeah. independent artist, independent content creator, podcaster, radio host, if I'm any of these things, I'm watching this. And it gives me a it gives me a shot of adrenaline. I mean, and does anybody really feel bad for the record labels nah. after what the stuff they've done to people over I mean, the decades? That and the and I, I think this is another uh, great point about people are fed up with this canned, pre-produced, mm-hmm. homogenized, fabricated music, fabricated artist. It's like, we're going to take this guy, we're going to dress him up like this, and we're going to write these songs for him, and we're going to tell you that this is he's popular, and we're going to put him out on these tours as the opening act, and he's going to work his way up to being the headliner, and you're still never going to have an idea. It's like that movie Pure Country with the guy Dusty. Yeah. And they remember when they replaced George Strait mm-hmm. with a fake George Strait? Yeah. Dusty? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what country music and, frankly, pop music and all music has just turned into now. It's one of the things where I was always way more drawn to rock music, metal music, mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. It did not feel as fabricated. Like, you still, four guys, five guys would meet. They put a band together. They worked their way up through the clubs. You know, you may, I mean, Which you may happened look, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you may look at bands like Motley Crue, Poison, and all of them, think they look corny. And they're towards the end of the hair metal era. It, you know, the record label, of course, oh, this is popular. Let's, let's put some of these bands together ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the original nexus of that movement was guys that started in the clubs and worked their way through it and they were know. literally in a garage like all those guys if you read them i've read yeah. a, you know the uh metallica's biography before i mean they just started out and i think they were in san francisco they were, san Fr- they, yeah. Yeah, they were they were well oakland oakland okay and yeah. they uh and they just started up in the uh, bar scene and there was a bunch of bars in la at that time that started from like the 1960s like called like the troubadour and the, well, the whiskey a go-go yep. and all that stuff that all these bands would come up through yeah the and roxy I, mm-hmm. yep, all that so and, and now that 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 doesn't exist i mean you have that you still have those scenes yeah don't get me wrong but bands aren't getting famous from that anymore like that's not where record labels are going to get bands you know, I don't know where they're getting bands from nowadays. Honestly, I, I don't. I, I can't think of the last American rock band to blow up. I yeah, I thought about that a lot too. Like, I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm older now. I feel like music stopped after around 2005, and everything's just kind of been this plastic, like you're saying, pre-produced music. Mm-hmm. Because like we had the you know the 90s and the 80s and 90s, the 90s especially when they when Nirvana came out and Sound, Soundgarden came out and all this kind of stuff that they they came up that way that we're talking about. They came up through the club scene and all this things and that just kind of all of a sudden just vanished out of yeah, nowhere and and, and and you could tell so this here's a way to look and tell that rock music ain't dead mm-hmm. the, but there's a problem with the way they're cultivating new artists you have poison motley Crue, def leopard out doing filling football stadiums yeah metallica was just in montreal like last week and my buddy went yeah M- metallica is doing it of course we expect metallica is the biggest band in the world sure they're, they're going to fill stadiums who thought in 2022, 2023, that Poison and Motley Crue would be playing in front of 60,000 people? Uh, nobody. I think it's maybe maybe it's because people want to go back to that time when there was that kind of music. Yeah, people want nostalgia. People, rock mm-hmm. music fans still want to go see their favorite rock bands. Yeah. And here's another issue that I believe they're going to run into. If you're a rock fan, get out and enjoy these bands while you can. They're not, they aren't getting any younger. And yeah. this could be the last generation of the of the big rock star because all those 
all those grunge guys are dead. A lot of them are. I mean, Pearl Jam's still kicking. Mm-hmm. Candlebox is doing their last tour, if you want to call them grunge. They were from yeah. Seattle. Same they're, same time frame, yeah, I guess. Really, they're good. retiring. So other than Eddie Vedder and Kevin Martin and Candlebox, name one of those bands that still has the, the lead singer ain't dead. Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, dead. Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains, all that dead, dead, they're dead. all dead. Yeah, you know. There, I mean, yeah, I went. If you go real back, I mean, obviously Soundgarden, Chris Cornell is dead, dead. Dead. I mean, if you go way back. Even the bands from the 60s and 70s, obviously a lot of those guys died too. And not just age, but even back in those days mm-hmm. they did. But uh, they're still like, I went and saw the Rolling Stones about a year ago, two years ago. And then yeah. James Taylor is still kicking around. He's mm-hmm. playing. He Jackson saw, Brown. He was just here recently. Yeah. I mean, so some of those guys are still left, but they're in their 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is kind of your last chance to go check them out. And that's why I, I try to do that every time somebody like you. that's close. I'm with you. I mean, I think it's an experience. Like, I don't think the Who's going to be coming back to America. That was a band I always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I read an article. They said it's just so expensive to tour. They don't see themselves coming back. I'm like, Live Nation pays it, bro. <laughs> yeah. They'll pay you to do it anyway. But, yeah, to your point, these bands are winding down. Um, I don't, You know, like Motley Crue, I keep going back to them and Poison and Def Leppard because they put on such a big high-energy rock show. Yeah. They're, as they get older, that they're not going to be able to sustain that level of high energy. I was shocked when I saw Mick Jagger dancing around the stage. Like he's like he's literally eighty years old. Well, Mick, uh, Vince Neil ain't no Mick Jagger. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, I love I love the I love the hair metal, but but Vince, Vince has got a Vince likes eating like I do. Yeah, Vince is. I mean, you know, he's lucky to still he's really lucky still to be alive. So. I know. I, look, I, you know, everything you know about drugs being bad for you, I have to question if that's real because Motley Crue should not be here. No, no. I mean, read, you've read The Dirt, alive. too, the book, haven't you? Yes. And the movie, seen the movie. And what was, what's that one movie they make that joke about it where they say, uh, don't worry about this, you'll get out of it. I mean, Vince Neil, like, killed somebody, and it was perfectly fine. You're a rock star. Yeah, you, know? exactly. you can do whatever you want. All right, man. That's a, we, we've hit movies and music. When we come back, we're going to hit politics. Let's talk about this Trump indictment. This is The Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM. WYB. Hey, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. Back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. WYB, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at, how about Steinington Farms? I know I told you about them the other day, but... I have an update on when they're going to be here, bringing you some delicious, delicious farm-raised, grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Let's see here. They're going to be up here next Friday, August 25th. They're going to be delivering to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. So get your delicious order of grass-fed beef in now. MRNA-free, steroid-free, antibiotic-free. You know, I was talking with Kevin Roberts from FitChef Monday. And we were just talking about, I asked him off air about grass-fed versus grain-fed. What, what did he think? And he loves grass-fed. He said, you know, the thing, he said, grain-fed may, may, may taste fine. He's like, but um, if you, but you're eating, you are what you eat, basically. If you eat trash, you're kind of trash. And if a cow just eats trash and grain, well, that's going to be trash. And then you're eating that. So if you eat a healthier, if the cow eats healthier, and then you eat that healthier meat, you're healthier. I may not be articulating that exactly like a 
like a dietitian or nutritionist can. But what I'm telling you is, in this day and age, it's way healthier to eat grass-fed beef that's steroid-free, antibiotic-free, mRNA-free, etc. Trash-free. Enjoy Stonington Farms. Order it online now. StoningtonFarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. You'll see their phone number there. You'll call Miss Katie. You'll put together your order. Boom. They'll send you over an invoice, and they'll have it up here next Friday, the 25th, for pickup. I look. I have been enjoying it. It, it, it took a little bit to kind of get adapted to going from grain-fed to grass-fed, the, the kind of different tastes and stuff. But, man, it's hard to imagine going back now, especially on the hamburger meat. I don't think I'll ever eat regular hamburger meat again, uh, grass, grain-fed hamburger meat again. Anyway, check them out, steiningtonfarm.com. All right, Sean, let's talk about this Trump indictment. Um, bring us up to speed. Well, this think, is the Georgia indictment. For yeah, this is, I mean, uh, this is the indictment where uh, Trump uh, stole the rights to the blind side and uh, from Michael Orr. I think this is the one we're looking at right now. I, I'm going to tell you, I, real quick, <laughs> yeah. since we're talking about movies, Michael Orr, he's lying. Why is he bringing it up so many years later? Like, I don't understand that. He, he tried to he tried to get, get them to give him $15 million to shut up. Oh, is that what happened? They refused. Now we're here. But, I mean, this movie came out in 2009. I know. Like, well, I mean, why, why now? He, I mean, he was a full-grown adult at that point. I assumed he would have known. Played a full NFL career. Yeah. Or he, he was still in the NFL, wasn't he, at that time when it came out? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. But he's played a full right, right, NFL yeah. career. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, or was he still a little miss at that time when it came out? I think he was already drafted by the Ravens at that point. Uh, either way, he, he, uh, he played an NFL career. He blew his money. Now he's writing a book. He's got a book he's out trying to promote, and he tried to blackmail them for $15 million mm-hmm. to not do this. So I, I just don't believe him. It, it seems disingenuous now. It, Yeah, I mean, because we're talking, this is 14 years after that movie was released, so it, yeah. obviously they were making the movie before that, and then I think Michael Lewis wrote the book. So the book was already out mm-hmm. prior to the movie. So this has been going on for quite a while, yeah. and it seems all of a sudden... Now, I'm not saying I think that the, uh, you know, the Tuies are... What's the best word I'm looking for here? Like completely genuine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that like they didn't. I mean, he somehow went to Ole Miss. You know, I mean, like I don't know that I necessarily believe all that you see in the movie and how how wonderful that is and all that kind of stuff. But um, that being said, I feel like if this was true, he would have really brought that up earlier. I, I mean, he had no problem taking part in it and, and all the shenanigans that came along with it and the perks and everything. When it was the number one movie, walking red carpets, all that, and he became a celebrity. Yeah, more so for that than after actually playing football. Uh, so I, I have a hard time believing him now. Maybe, I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Sure, sure. But they helped him out. It made for a great movie. I'm sure he, even if he didn't make anything on the movie, um, he, he benefited from it. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 that, and that's also something that's going to last way past his. Football career because he's been he's retired now, isn't he? Yeah, he played out. You know, but that's gonna be something that goes way past his football career. That movie will last forever. That movie is generationally mm-hmm. a popular movie. Like kids will forever watch that movie and get encouragement from his story. Right. I mean, he, he could he could make millions just doing just playing the role and doing speaking engagements. Yeah, for uh, that movie, you know, based on his story. So. There's obviously more to it. I just understand, like at the time that everybody was getting paid for the movie, didn't he? Wasn't he like, "Hey, wait a second, like, why am I not getting my money?" Or not the? I don't know how much he got, or if it was equal. I think they said it was equal, didn't they? Did they? I don't. I know. think they. I think they did, but it just seemed a little bit. 
it just it's really late. Is he? Do you think it's one of those cases? I'm just speculating here, but do you think it's one of those cases where he's kind of run out of money? Yeah. I mean, athletes run out of money all the time. Yes, that's what I just said. He's he's probably broke now. Oh, broke now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah gotcha. And, and I mean, I don't know that, but this I have big I have big broke vibes about it, this. It smells like that. Have you ever seen that ESPN yes. Thirty for Thirty called Broke? You've seen it, yeah. The, I mean, it's 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 a common occurrence with with all athletes where they end up just. I mean, Bernie Kosar, his story was just rough. Listening to that, I was watching that like a month ago on there, and his dad stole his money from him and everything. I mean, they go, they go through some rough financial times. Um, we got to get back to this Trump thing, but I, right. I but I want to save. The, I want I want to plant this nugget. How long the the Rankin County Goon Squad victims? How long do you think their money will last? I don't know. I mean, we don't know how how, how much they're going to get. Right? I mean, if you get a hundred million, I don't think it's going to be that much. No, obviously, they'll but probably get about twenty. Then, but, I'm guessing yeah. probably twenty million each, something like that. Yeah, I mean, just I don't know. Is that taxed? Um, no, I don't think so. Right, the proceeds in a personal injury. I don't think they are. I don't know. Yeah. Again, Long not my wheelhouse. He's going to be taxed by <laughs> Shabazz. Is going to get his cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure right. He's going to get his cut, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is, but I have to look that up. I don't know. I'm, I mean, you got to move, right? Huh? You? It's kind of like li- not for personal protection, but for for asset protection. You have to. It's just like winning the lottery, Clay. Yeah. I used to like joke around with somebody about you know we'd go across the remember you go across the river to go buy lottery tickets, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd always you know I'm so weird, so I'd just come up with a plan like what would happen if I won the lottery, and my plan was always we all like, do that still. Do we do okay? Everybody does this, maybe yeah. And I but I used to enjoy it because I go get a daiquiri and I come up with this plan, and the plan would always be like I'm going to Montana of like throwing away my cell phones. It, it just kind of went dark for a couple of years because I've read all those like lottery horror stories where everybody you know is now like a better friend to you. And then you get all these letters, people, and then you get all these threats about they're going to kidnap a family member. And it's just, so you got to go, you got to disappear for a while. I mean, look, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be, there's, a, there's only like two or three family members I'm, I'm, I'm considering paying considering. the ransom for. Yeah. You better, you better get the right one. Yeah. You're going to be wildly disappointed. Well, that's what I figured. I'd, uh, I'd leave some money for, you know, at certain places for family and friends, but then I don't even tell them where I'm going. You know, I'm just gone. I mean, a couple I, of years, I just resurface. And, and we know, we know what happens to, to lottery winners in the ghetto. Family members get kidnapped. They get kidnapped. They get held up. I mean, it just it, never works out good for them. It's bad. It's bad. And not, I mean, not where like, I didn't mean to equate this lawsuit to the lottery. I just thought about it, you know, where that's one of those, you know, situations when you, when you get a ton of money, you know, you don't know what to do with it and just, it never, it doesn't turn out well. No, no. It, it, I'm, I'm saying they got to move. Yeah, yeah. That's where we can. We're like, yeah, they have to move. When you have that kind of money, it's just, it's not. I think it's anybody. You know, I think it's anybody though. When anybody gets a bunch of money from like that kind of money, from like yeah. a lawsuit or the lottery, I think it's because people generally think that it's not earned, so they they can ask you for it. Yeah. It'd be different. Like you working here at the car lot. I'm like Clay. Can I borrow five thousand bucks? And you're like, dude, I gotta work for this. Right, but if you like won five thousand dollars, you know what I mean? It's just different. They earned that money. Uh, oh, these guys earned. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That's I, I don't. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I don't even equate what I'm like. Oh, yeah. These guys earned that money for sure. But I'm saying I think people's mindset are like if you come into a windfall of cash, yeah. it's 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 not, you know, it's not the same as if you went out and like worked for years and it's your retirement. Like whatever the circumstances are, that's what people just mindset is. That's why they ask you for money. Like nobody would ask you for a bunch of money if you're just working a regular job. They just wouldn't do that, even if you had saved all this money for years, because it's just like, well, that guy saved all his money for all this time. But if you win the lottery, you got a lawsuit. People just got their hands out. I gotta get the hands cut off because anywhere near me. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's you to cut the. I mean, I'm, I'm walking around with a machete. 
Yeah, I just think, you know, people just always going to, I mean, why do you think there's so many, and this is not just lottery um, horror stories. I've seen lawsuit stories, too, where people come into money and it's just gone because of family members. If I win the lottery, I'm going to buy a radio station. Are oh, you going to buy a radio station? And Matt walked in and is like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and we're not going to run any more ads. We're just going to sit here and talk all day. <laughs> no more ads. And we're going to talk about things that I want to talk about. What? All right. Speaking of which, let's, let's take a break real quick, come back, and have a few more minutes than normal to land the plane for the first hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Sean York Cron. Coming up next, Trump talk for the rest of the show. Oh, no. Hi, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Since we're bumping up against the top of the hour, I, I hate to dive into a new topic. And I hate to do this to y'all too, but man, we're going to push the Trump talk and all that to the top of the next hour. What we're going to talk about now is we went to Martin's for lunch yesterday. Mm. I just want to throw this out there. Guys, they're not even paying us to promote lunch, but I just want to tell you. The country fried steak is hand battered and it's massive. My big butt was only able to eat half of it. Now, granted, I ate some mozzarella sticks, some fried okra, some mashed potatoes, and some of that uh, tater tot casserole, hash brown casserole, too. Uh, long story short, it was plenty of food. And I, there's no way I could eat a blue, plunch, a blue plate lunch every day. There's no way. And I used to, I was telling Allison last night, I said, I used to eat a blue plate for lunch every day. I do, I, to say I was useless the rest of yesterday, when I finally got home, I sat in my office chair needing to go run five or six errands bro yeah. i finally put on some workout clothes around seven thirty and went out there and did chest yeah but it was a struggle to do anything i went and got the dog some dog food that was a big country fried steak you had too it was a it was a big steak it, it was huge it was huge. Man. sean got the patty milk yeah it was great too everything there was so good i mean and i think people like don't realize how good the food is at martin's but it really is excellent and um whatchamacallit but uh the um, what other what other what was their blue plate um, the, the day before? Like they do the country fried steak on Tuesdays, but well, no, you can get country fried steak any day, any day. Yesterday, okay. yeah, yesterday you ordered the that blue plate. Day. I ordered off the menu. The blue plate was was smoked ribs. Hey, that's you right. know, look, get out to Martin's this weekend. Here's something really cool that's going on. Where did the uh, make sure I get the right thing here? Um, yeah, so Friday night they've got the Tom Petty tribute band, the Broken Hearts. Oh, that's cool. That's gonna be really cool. Saturday night, some buddies of mine, actually, American Automatic, are playing. It's only $10 to get in. they got two opening bands. And these are all original rock bands, too. So we were just bitching about no mm-hmm. original rock bands. Yeah. Uh, where are the good club bands? they got three of them at Martin Saturday night. Get out, support live music. Hey, look, and I, you know, nobody talks more crap about Jackson than Clay Edwards. <laughs> Martin's is in what I call the safe zone. And I've yeah. I've said that long before they became an advertiser on this show. So can't nobody you can go back pull the tapes. Yeah, I've been a big 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 supporter of Martin's in that area over there and what they've done. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta grab the bull by the horns yourself. And, yeah, and make an area safe and secure and do your own thing and not depend on the city. And that's exactly what Martin's has done. But they also do have the Capitol Police over there now too. So uh, the Jump Out Boys are willing, ready, and able to handle any fools that that may. Want to f around and find out, and, and they've got some great live music. On the week. Like Chris Rybald, I think kind of runs that, and he's done a yep. really good job of bringing bands. There's a, I saw there's a Doors tribute brand in like a month that looked really cool too. Yeah, look, Friday night steak night, ribeye steak night. Get out there, try one of the best steaks in town. If you grew up going to places like the Hill 
and stuff like that in Jackson where there would be a live music and steak and dinner. That's what Martin's does on Friday nights. Get out there, check it out. We'll be right back with our two of the Clay Edwards Show. And now I want country fried steak again, and I know I can't do it. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM. WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as on the TuneIn app at, just search, uh, or, I'm sorry, the TuneIn app and Alexa, just search WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, right down there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Are you in the market for a vehicle, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 price range? Get down there, see them. They also have some cash cars. People ask me all the time about cash cars. They are hard to find. Good luck if I, I point them to Mercy House Teen Challenge all the time. You can also donate your vehicle and get the tax write-off. You got something running or not in the driveway you want to see out of the driveway? Give them a call. As long as you got a clear title, it is yours. I mean, it, it can be theirs and the tax write-off can be yours. Check them out today. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. And, of course, all the proceeds after funding that operation go to fund their other operation, Mercy House Teen Challenge, helping defeat addiction and put fathers back in homes. All right, Sean, we have run the gamut this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about everything, but I imagine what people want to talk about on a political talk radio station. That is, let's talk about this Trump stuff now. Right. Now, we'll look, we, we kind of made an executive decision. We're just going to kind of gloss over the indictment, blah, blah, blah. They think Trump stole the indictment. They think Trump. Uh, did something illegal, blah, blah, blah. A lot of similarities with the Jack Smith and J6 indictment, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, we all know what happened. If you're listening to this, you you know what happened mm-hmm. or didn't happen or whatever. So let's pick up at this article, this Washington Post. Yeah, Gary, Aberna- Gary Abernathy's article. Yeah, so he's like, look, it, it's something cathartic for Democrats to constantly get these indictments out there. Mm-hmm. And they keep waiting for this aha moment. Yeah. They're like, but when are Trump supporters going to say he's, when are they going to abandon? All right, so let's let's play this through for sure. a second. All right, so us Trump supporters, we say, all right, this was the one. That, 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 that Georgia's just a, it's, it, it's Rico. You're a true believer now, Clay, right? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Rico, but but it's Rico. They That's how they got John Gotti. You know? Okay, so let's just pretend this is finally the one that pushed me over the edge. Who Rudy was involved in that, I think. Yeah. I think Rudy was involved. You know, so so this is the one that finally pushes me over the edge. Here's the problem in this scenario, in this timing and all this. I'm voting for Joe Biden for four more years. And the, the, this would play way better if we if we weren't if a, an incumbent that everybody hates wasn't up for reelection. Yeah, I just also, you know, I think we were talking about this at lunch yesterday a little bit too, like I feel like, you know, Democrats th- or think that this evidence has come out about whatever Trump did or did not do or whatever it is. And that people are going to be like, oh, man, you know, now I'm against him. You know, I just don't I think, you know, I, and I was talking to my dad about that this morning. I think that what people are missing is that th- this doesn't matter anymore what somebody did or didn't do or what you think. You know, this is just about people have drawn lines. I mean, we're at that. People just have drawn lines. Well, Democrats have done it, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm just saying. No, that, I know. Yeah. I'm, but yeah. make it the point. Hey, look at look at look at all the stuff on Hunter and Joe Biden, and then nobody cares. Nobody cares on that yep. side. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, people just have drawn lines in the sand, and that's why. What are they polling at forty three, forty three? Trump and Biden. 
Like that's the polling numbers right now. I saw one well, last week where Trump was ahead. So I mean, right? It's all within margin error, whatever it is. But I mean, super close. And so half the country thinks this, and half the country thinks that. No, no indictment. No, I, I don't care if Trump's convicted of it. No, it's not going to change half the country's mind. Not and if that, he, I, and if, not that I care what a rapper thinks, but even the rapper YG that came out with the F Donald Trump song. That mm-hmm. was that was a theme song of everybody riding around in their Priuses with their erased racism bumper stickers, and I'm with her bumper stickers. Even he says he's voting for Trump this time around. If he can even vote, but I'm just saying, he, he said he's he, he's backing Trump. And so is the other uh, rapper that uh, Fammy Willis is prosecuting. What's his name? Uh, young Thug Gunna. I think that's his name. Young we, Thug. Well, there's two. There's Young Thug, and then there's Gunna. Gun- okay, there's two. Okay, I, two geez, I don't. Come on, man. Get your yeah, I got to get my rap. Together. Yeah, sorry. Gunna's got the number two song in the country right now behind uh, Oliver Anthony. Really? Talk about a culture clash. Oh, I didn't. I, I'll have to listen. To I don't know what out. it sounds like. I just saw, I took a screenshot of the last night, and I recognized Gunna from our conversation. Man. Yeah, and the other thing, actually, we're talking about this Abernathy article from it, and he talks about, he says in a statement here, he says, remember, a grand jury typically indicts based on hearing from only a prosecutor offering one-sided narrative and no alternative interpretation. And that's, you know, I, I try to explain that to people a lot. Like, just if you're going to the grand jury, let me just pull the band-aid off this, you're going to get indicted. Like, you're going to a grand jury. It's not a, it's not like a win for the prosecution. I mean, it's like, here you go. Uh, you guys need to indict this guy. I mean, whatever the case is. That's the way it works. This ain't like a federal indictment. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This is, well, I mean, I think federal, I've never obviously presented a case in federal court and for a grand jury, but from the state perspective, I mean, if you want somebody indicted, they're going to get indicted. Like, no, it's but you, not, were saying, you were saying that the feds come in, like if the mm-hmm. FBI, if the feeds indict you, they've already got everything. Yeah, they've already got everything. And they're rather confident. Yeah, and they don't the, lose. And the grand jury is going to just going to rubber stamp it for the most part, not, yeah. you know, 99.9% of the time. So it's not like this big thing that's happened. It's yeah. like, it's just, okay, the grand jury indicted you. Great. I mean, that was going to happen anyway. If you're, again, Clay, if, if I'm taking Clay Edwards' case to the grand jury, you know, you're getting indicted. Like, if, if, if she had walked in there with the same case and said, don't indict this one. They would have thrown it out. Abs- yeah, they would have. They would, or at least they would. I mean, they don't have to. Now they can make their own determination. Yeah. yeah, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time they would. So it's not this whole you know huge ordeal that I think a lot of people think like, oh my god, well the grand jury did this. I mean, no, I mean they're going to do what you ask them to do. All right, let's take a call real quick. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, Clay. Hey. You know the biggest criticism or the biggest. Uh uh, dirt that's thrown at Trump through all this. It seems like you know all these indictments are Trump was trying to throw overthrow the results of an election. Uh, you know, if you felt like the election was stolen from you, and I mean, I'm not saying that you should uh, illegally, you know, overthrow the results of an election. But if you feel like the election was le- legitimately stolen, wouldn't you and tried to overthrow through legal means the results of this. You know, that's the same thing when Hillary didn't get elected, you know, the the time that she ran against Trump, which I think she was trying to steal it, but she they didn't steal it enough because she was so unlikable. I, she I did agree. she contested the results of the election. Al Gore contested the uh, results of election. How of a sudden is it now a crime for Trump to contest the results of an election. You know, and, and of course, when you say overthrow or contest, that's a matter of verbiage. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess what they don't like is that Trump did it as president. Like the the, the peaceful transition of power, non, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's an attack on democracy. I mean, Democrats don't even know what democracy is. But 
Anyway, I, I, I guess that's what their panties are in a wad about. You know, but uh, so now they're saying, well, he he knew that the election was legitimate, but he tried to contest or overthrow the results of the election anyway. Well, how do you, how can you question a person's motives? I mean, to me, it seems like he legitimately believes the election was stolen. You know, even if you put aside the fact that it was stolen or not, which I believe it was. Well, that's what Sean but, and I were saying the other day. Sean was like, I think if you know Trump at all, if you've watched Trump at all, you he absolutely believes the election was stolen. Yeah, I mean, he's he, let's admit it, guys, he's a narcissist. I don't know that he's going to think that he lost. But I would, I'm would. i going to say this. Here's what I think also with that. Okay, so that's what we see, right? That Jack Smith is going to prove that, you know, that uh, or says he's going to prove that Trump knew the election was stolen. I mean, knew that election was not stolen, right? Well, I feel like he's going to have to have more than what's an indictment. I assume that he does. My theory is that he had somebody wearing a wire. That's my guess. I don't know that. I'm just, that's my speculation. Because a lot more evidence is going to come out. I mean, what we see in indictment is just that. It's just allegations on a piece of paper. So what the, if, if somebody was wearing a wire, so what they're hoping is that they caught Trump saying, Some, that's, that's I know my I lost, assumption. but I'm going to try to get this turned over through shenanigans. Or, or whatever. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I'm assuming there's some sort of evidence that hasn't, that's being disclosed to his side. To that effect would be my guess. Now, I, I don't know if, that. That's speculation. But I think if they had it, they would. Already, we would already know about it. I could have leaked. I mean, I mean, that's possible, but everything I else is leaked. Yeah, to me, it seems like they're just they've got shovelfuls of mud throwing it at a wall, hoping something's going to stick. And even if nothing sticks, at least it sticks in the mindset of you know the the masses think and you know, try to basically slander uh, their impression of them. Well, and I'm not a, I'm not here to just defend Trump because I'm not necessarily a Trump fan. You're right, he's a narcissist. I wish there was someone else out there who had the money and the uh the influence to 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 actually win this, you know. And uh then the other thing is this the injustice of it all when you've got you know this whole deal with Hunter Biden and it, and his ties to 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 uh Joe Biden. Because, I mean, to me, it's not about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. You know, you don't, you know, it's not about the guy who picks up the bag of money. It's the it's who, what is he selling? And what they're selling is Joe's influence. And we have concrete evidence of payments and payoffs that basically what they paid for was actually delivered, basically in the forms of uh, even, uh, you know, a, um, military yep. uh, sales and stuff like that. Um, well, and, well, that, that's why that's why both sides have dug in. That's why both sides have dug in. That they stick their heads in the sand on all of that. We're sticking our heads in the sand if there is something improprieties with the election on Trump's side. And we, we and America is going to suffer through all this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what, regardless of if Trump wins, we got four more years of the revenge tour and. You know, making things right for him. If Biden wins, we've got four more years of Bidenomics. You know, I, I, look, I'm voting for Trump because I'd rather see the revenge tour. But I, I don't like either option. But, but, but again, I gotta, I'm going to go with Trump on this. I think the revenge tour is better than what we currently have right now. Brother, i got to take my break, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. When we come back, we're going to address a conspiracy theory from both sides floating around out there that that suggests maybe the Democrats are doing this on purpose because they know it makes Trump more popular and they want Trump 
their arrogance thinks that they can beat Trump easier than anybody else because the the alleged nothing motivates a Democrat more than Trump to get out and vote. Well, maybe nothing motivates a uh, Republican to get out and vote than Joe Biden. So let's discuss it on the other side of the break. Breaking rules, baby. We're back live on 103.9 FM WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Oh, man. Look, let's hold off on an ad read for a minute. Here, let's jump straight into this. Obama's gay. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've I mean, glo- what are you over to respond to that? We have I glossed mean, right over this for the last week or it so. It doesn't matter if he is. <laughs> what, was the, what was Larry's last name? Larry Sinclair. Which it, it, Clearly, everything's true. Obama's biographer comes out and says that Obama tells tells a uh, previous girlfriend that he fantasizes about men. Now I'm just gonna tell you, I've been straight for a long time. I've never I've never told a girl that I fantasize about other men. Sean, have you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, is is that is is that the is that the tendencies of a straight man to tell his significant other that he fantasizes about other men? Um, I, I don't know. I've, I can just say from personal experience, I've never done that. Touche. I mean, I just have never done I that. Just look, man, I'm reading the article now that this it's on Yahoo News. I mean, that is that is low hanging fruit for what we do around I mean, here, and we have yet to we have ignored it. Let's take a call. I would have voted for him anyway, though. I don't care if he's gay. Uh, not, so, I keep telling y'all he wasn't the first black president; he was the first gay president, and uh, apparently, apparently, I was right. Let's take let's take a call. Donald Trump was the first black president. Let's take a call. Oh God, uh, <laughs> that one. Didn't Bill work. Clinton, they say was Bill Clinton. Let's try this. For whatever reason, I got dial tones on both phones. So, guys, I apologize. If you want to try calling back, call back. All right. All right. So, I think we got through the Obama maybe gay thing or whatever he wrote. So, what's up with the conspiracy? Obama. Obama. Obama, (laughs) Yeah, y'all understand. Clay liked to throw this at me at the break, and I was like, man. All right. (laughs) We got to go into Obama being. Let's go back to where we were. I would have voted for him twice just like I did. It doesn't matter. It's all about love. Let's take a call from Derek real quick. Hey, Derek, you're on there. Hey, um, Clay, let me go ahead and throw the conspiracy factor in there. Let's not forget two gay members of River Rice Church came out while well, mysteriously dead after they um, allegedly did an interview about President Obama when he was at Jeremiah Rice Church. Let's not forget that. I didn't know about that. What is that in here? Two, two members of, Jer- of Obama's ch- two gay members of Obama's church came up dead after they did an interview about Obama being gay. Oh, here we go. There's a, now there's a gay conspiracy. Gay death conspiracy, is that it? Well, we know they wound up there, and they were close to, to, to Obama at the time. So, you know, I can't remember if it was two or if it was one, but I know it was it, 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 I, I do remember that happening. That was, a, that was a thing that got hushed real quick. <laughs> it, so, you know. Yeah, look, again, all I can go back to is Larry Sinclair got killed after his interview, too. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, Clay, I don't, I don't think um, a man dates a woman telling him how much he fantasize about men. It's about as stupid as me saying, telling my girl that, oh, man, that Clay Edwards is handsome. No homo. (laughs) (laughs) I am a mighty handsome man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but serious. Let's not forget that there was a gay member of Jeremiah Rice Church that was close to Obama that mysteriously wound up dead under mysterious circumstances. That has check. never been solved. I mean, obviously, I, obviously, you don't come on here and lie, but I'm going to have to look into it because I wasn't familiar with that. But good stuff. Thank you, Derek. 
Uh-huh. All right. All right. Let's jump back into the other conspiracy theory. Yeah, because we yeah, I guess we went through the Obama and his love letters and you know, nineteen eighty one. I needed to paint I needed to paint a picture for the type of man. <laughs> I, I wonder if that man was Joe Biden that he fantasized about. Uh, you know, do you think he didn't know Joe in nineteen eighty one? I don't think he met Joe, Joe then. He was, a, he was a he was a young congressman from <laughs> yeah. He was only fifty in nineteen sixty, right? <laughs> uh, all right. So th- there's a theory that the Democrats are doing this to, to Trump because they want want him to be the king they know that it, it it gets his base riled up and they think trump is more beatable than a desantis or or somebody else they think that their base their demo the democrats get more motivated there's this theory that nothing motivates a democrat more than trump on the card mm-hmm. and while that may be true i'm telling you now after four years of biden after 2020 after everything nothing motivates a conservative more than a Biden being on the ticket. What if what if Biden was off the ticket and Trump was off the ticket? You guys know. would still be motivated for somebody other than Democrat, I would assume. Well, sure, or sure, being, but but you know, but people, voters get get foggy, you know, and they kind of get complacent, and they're like, I don't, I don't care for either one. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, so you're, so you're telling me if Trump ain't on the ticket as many Democrats? Ain't get no, out no, no. I mean, I'm with you on yeah. that one. What I'm saying is um, I think Democrats want Biden off the ticket, to be honest with you. I think there's been – have you noticed that there's a lot more Hunter Biden articles and I don't know what do you all call them, the legacy media? Like, There's a lot more articles advocating for this investigation now yeah. in places like the New York Times, Wall Street – well, the Wall Street Journal is conservative. Some people probably would argue me on that. But in other publications, they're now pushing the Hunter narrative a lot more. I feel like – that's a – I feel like the Democrats want to get Biden off the ticket. And I feel like the Republicans want to get Trump off the ticket. I think it's like the same thing. Like both sides want both these guys off the ticket. I think the power brokers on the Republican side would like Trump off the ticket. Yeah. I think the base wants Trump on the ticket. And the base is huge. Yeah, I mean the base is – I mean that's why his poll numbers are so good. But I mean I think – yeah, I think the power brokers, Republicans probably would like – you know, I don't think they want Ron DeSantis anymore. That seems like that's dying out pretty good. But I think they definitely like somebody like Vivek or – or Tim Scott, or one of those kinds of guys. Even Chris Christie. I mean, I know you probably don't like Chris Christie, but Chris Christie ain't got a chance. He's not going to get it. I'm just saying who they would like, yeah, I mean, other than it, Trump. Yeah. Chris Christie would be a sacrificial lamb. And but I mean, I don't know. I think Chris Christie would be a big one. I think a yeah. everybody could eat. He ate a sacrificial lamb, yeah. and then. But no, I mean, I think Chris Christie could be Joe Biden right now. I mean, that, that's that goes back to your other conspiracy theory. Like Joe's hope for winning is beating Trump, and everybody kind of knows it. That's where that's where his best hope is. But if he runs to somebody like Chris Christie or Tim Scott, I think Tim Scott destroys anybody. I really do because I think what you would ha- what you have with him is you're not going to get all the black vote as a Republican, but you're going to get more of it than any other Republicans ever got, and that's going to help you in the swing states. And uh, that's what uh, that's what he gives you. But I like to think you're right. Obviously, I like Tim Scott. I would absolutely vote for Tim Scott. I I, I do. I, I I like where your head's at there. But I also watch what the what the mainstream media and the whole Democrat circus does to black conservatives, and they just call them the black face of white supremacy and Uncle Tom and all this stuff, and and it makes me pause thinking that he'll carry any extra black vote. Did you see him on the View? I did. He decapitated those women. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he that's we're talking about a liberal institution is the view, right? Well, they, and they, but they, and, the, the only reason he was on there because they were talking about he didn't understand the black struggle. I thought he so he called him out and went on the show, and they, they said they said that as him and Clarence Thomas didn't know what it was like to be black men in America, something no. to that extent. 
Was and Clarence Thomas on a vacation at that point, though? No, no. I'm kidding. So it was Clarence Thomas on a vacation yeah. at that point. Paid vacation. Paid vacation, right. Um, no, but, I mean, Tim Scott killed him, though. It was a great – if anybody watched that. Was, I played I mean, it on this show. I mean, it's he, a, he, he killed it. I mean, so he made himself a national figure. And not that he wasn't already, but he legitimately made himself a national figure. Mm-hmm. But you really hadn't heard anything from him since. Yeah, it, I think he's sitting at, what, three or four right now in national polls, not, not yeah. different in Iowa, New Hampshire. And um, I think what Vivek is the one who's kind of risen. To he has, and Vivek's risen. And if people can get start learning that name, if we can do, if we can, if we can vote Obama bin Laden in, that's what I mean. I mean we, I'm not going to be funny. We can do Vivek funny Russell names. <laughs> just, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, well, I mean, despite his rap video. Vivek is doing even more, even better. Actually, it wasn't that bad. It was kind of. It, it really wasn't that bad. I, I watched it, it this weekend. You haven't is seen it. It? Good? it wasn't. It was. It was funny. I thought. I mean, it wasn't anything. I mean, it wasn't. Okay. We've gone from Vivek rapping to lose yourself from Howard Dean yelling in the yeah. micro. Yeah, and then that just destroyed his whole presidential campaign. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that that that. But now you can rap to Eminem, and it is. Perfectly okay. Well, you know, and then Eminem, I mean, I'm telling you, Trump broke these folks. Eminem has still got a bad case of TDS. He did a whole video, professionally produced video, monologue, whatever you want to call it the other day, upset that Trump's base still likes Trump. I didn't. Okay, it's, I think I read about it. I, I, watched, I can't I read it about it. I, I can't I, play it. It's got too many f bombs. Yeah, I, I read about that he did that. I just haven't watched actual video. It's like he's like, I don't even understand. Why does a why does a why do y'all think a New York billionaire cares about y'all? Well, that, that's y'all's fault. It's the elitist fault that we think a New York that we're drawn towards. And I've said this a million times on the show. I didn't. I didn't wake up when they said, "Man, I sure want to like Donald Trump." I sure wish that a New York billionaire spoke to my soul more than your everyday politicians. I, I'm just going to say this. I, I feel like I am more relatable to Donald Trump than I am a Michael Guest. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock. I'm just being honest here. Like the, that white-collar country club conservative kind of guy. Yeah. Or I, uh, maybe a better analogy. I'm, I feel like I'm more relatable to Donald Trump than I am our current lieutenant governor. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like... I, I don't, you and Delbert are not going to be hanging out? No. You guys should go to lunch at Martin's. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, there's nothothing I want to talk to Delbert about. But there's know. lots of things I want to talk to Donald Trump about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be an interesting lunch conversation, wouldn't it? Delbert, what was it like owning an abortion clinic? Not talking about with Donald Trump. Oh. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> he doesn't drink, though. That's the only thing. He doesn't drink. But I guess he does. I guess if he drank, it'd be like even, I don't know if we could deal with him. <laughs> if you could deal with him hanging out, like if he's really drinking. Because he's already like this, not drinking. So what would he be like if he was just liquored yeah. up? What would you ask Trump at lunch? Right, ask you, Trump you at got, lunch? I'm asking you. If you had one question, what would you ask Trump? Like in a in a in a no hold. Oh, that's bar, easy, man. Just, How many man porn stars man. was it really? Yeah. How many and who? Just so I can look them up, you know. Yeah. To see if they're my safer later list. I know. That's a guy, what I would do. I know a guy here locally who's also slept with Stormy Daniels. Really? Yeah. Recently. That's what I would ask him, man. That's a question I'd ask him. All right. <laughs> you know? Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back with Sean Yorkron on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron here live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, guys. You know, it's that time of the day again. You got to get out to the Big Salad for lunch. Yep, they also do catering. They're located right there in Dogwood 
on what in Dogwood in Dogwood in Flowood. Hmm. I was like, let me get it right here. In Flowood, there at Dogwood Shopping Center, that the Big Salad. You can check out their menu online, thebigsalad.com. They do catering, so if you got to need to feed 10, 20 people at the office, don't feel like getting out. Law, you know, you got a big law office over there or something. Y'all are busy working on a big case. You know, can't afford to have everybody get out for an hour. Let the Big Salad bring it to you. You can also get it delivered through Take a Break Deliveries. Check out takeabreakdeliveries.com or thebigsalad.com. You can turn any of their salads into a wrap. That sounds delicious. All right. Sean, let's uh, shift gears here. Let's shift gears here. The zoo, and right. I've and I found a follow up post. Somebody just tagged me a, a follow up post from Jeff Good. So I'm going to read that while we play this. Apparently, the their talks came up yesterday during a city budget meeting about closing the zoo. Frankly, half my listeners out there are probably surprised to find out it's even <laughs> still open, as they should be, because there's no yeah. reason it should be in its current condition. But here we go. The Jackson Zoo could be in danger of closing down. Yeah, it's one of several assets the city council is considering doing away with as budget talks continue. Marina Science Brendan Hall brings you reaction tonight. Brendan? Tomorrow will likely be a critical day as far as determining what the future holds for the century-old park. That's when department heads with Parks and Rec are expected to take questions from council members about how the city can justify budgeting millions for something that's only generating thousands. In March, a three-on-your-side investigation revealed staffing shortages, subpar revenue, and rapidly declining attendance levels were all contributing to an old collection of animals at the Jackson Zoo, which in turn were contributing to hundreds of animal deaths. Five months later, Jackson City Council members reveal the zoo has brought in just $50,000 in revenue from year to date. Meanwhile... Um, well, that's because it's poorly ran, and it's a crap show. Leaders within the Parks and Recreation Department are asking the council to set aside $1.8 million for the century-old park. I think it's ridiculous to fund $1.8 million. This is Aaron Banks speaking. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. And only get 50000 in revenue. Even if he have a 100% increase from his performance, that's just $100,000. I think it, it would be insane to continue to do that when we have so many other problems. Part of the, Even asinine. Yeah. The money Parks yeah. and Rec is asking the city for would go toward bringing in new animals and likely help fill some of the zoo's empty exhibits. But at the end of the day, multiple council people have expressed it's a dollars and cents issue, including the councilman who represents the ward where the zoo is located. I'm all supportive um, of the zoo. And it's my area, and I'll do whatever I can to keep it there. But we have to make sense with all our budget items. And uh, this is another budgeted item. This is another uh, taxpayer's expense. And we have so many uh, uh, different expenses that we have to look for. Some of those expenses include... We need monies for pavement streets, street marking, traffic signals, fire department raises, different uh, technologies with our JPD. There's a lot of critical needs of our city. And so every single decision has to be weighed. All right, I want to read an article, a post real quick from Jeff Good. Jeff says, and we all know who Jeff Good is if you don't Google it. What if the Jackson Zoo were reimagined? And a group of Jackson business people bonded together and developed a gated residential community of new homes. There is able acreage, a lake, rolling terrain. A new neighborhood could be the spark 
for the West Capitol Street renewal. And not just any Jackson business people, but business people who look like and represent the demographics of our city. Not an outside company or mainstream developer, but Jacksonians. That's his way of saying black people, by the way. Uh, Jacksonians taking charge of Jackson, wrestling the narratives and direction of our future from the decline, decay, and atrophy to growth, energy, and prosperity. Instead of lamenting what is or what was, our neighborhoods might be tested, I'm sorry, might be best, might be best served with an approach of what could be. What do my neighbors and fellow Jacksonian allies think about this idea? Am I off base? Am I too Pollyanna in my thinking? Am I inappropriate in tossing such an idea out in the world of social media? An idea that discusses the situation in a different part of our town in which I do not dwell. Bro, just say, should we turn the damn thing into a gated community? Yeah. Come on, dude. I mean, look, I, I have nothing but respect for Jeff. Me Kim. too. I mean, he's just been amazing for Jackson. I mean, There's no, you can't say anything bad. Well, I can say bad. I mean, but, you say but, bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of the things he's done for the city. His, his, his stance on HB 1020 was Right. Bad. I mean, yeah, we're, I remember that exactly. But I'm saying, generally, the things he's done for the city have been yeah. terrific. I, I mean. Businessman, true Jacksonian, best interest at heart. His yeah. best interest at heart, too. But I, but I, but he's a capitalist, and I'm a capitalist, and I get that. Mm-hmm. You got to do what's best for you. Um, Here's the deal. What does John say when he calls? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ain't nobody going down that. Bro, the, the black demographic in Jackson screams, cries, and reeves every time you mention stuff like this because this is, this is gentrification. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. Let's gentrify the area, which I'm all about. Because, I mean, you, you're not going to redevelop any of this crap for low-income people. It just ain't happening. Yeah. No, no developer is going to do it. None of that. It's going to have to be developed to try to bring in a new base. Because what's there, I'm sorry, it, it ain't working. And, and you're going to have to move it. I'm sorry. You just well, have you're, to move the, it. The, the zoo's gone. I'm just talking about if you – Yeah. The zoo's gone. Yeah. You know, the, 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 but the land – like the, the argument has been – DeKeith or Stamps. I love DeKeith or Stamps. But mm-hmm. I, I had him on the show when I first started this thing, and the zoo got brought up. They were talking about closing it at the time. And he's like, what are you going to do? You're going to have 70 acres of nothing in the middle of the city? Well, I mean, the, how big is the city? You got a, you got a bunch of nothing in the city right now. What's seventy more acres? And you get it off the books too. I mean, especially when he's talking about the revenue is what fifty thousand for the year, year so far. Date. Yeah, year to date. And Bro, they're, I, one, they're going to throw good money after bad. That's what it sounds like. Man, I, I, I'm not here to talk about my money, but at one of my jobs this year, I've made more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it didn't cost me one point eight million to make it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think, it, it, obviously, it seemed like Aaron Banks and Hartley were both kind of, I mean, Hartley even, that's his ward, and he was like, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. I mean, anybody could see yeah. that. It's not a good idea. I mean, at what point, you just got to, you got to, we lost. Yeah. Let's move on to another battle. Let's get those animals somewhere else that can be taken care of. So don't die, for one thing. But this all, I mean, you know, Kingfish would be a good person to have on about this, because he had his finger on the pulse. Yeah, he was a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, apparently they abolished the Friends of the Zoo. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, I guess to, let's just be honest, it was a race-related issue. You know, they, they they wanted black people in control of it. This is what you got, I, and I know you're not comfortable talking about this. This is fine. I will. Okay. This is what you got when when the current Democrat black Democrat structure of this city, the current leadership in this city, decided to take over the Sioux. It, it ain't working, bro. Well, I mean, 
well, I mean, I agree. Anything the current leadership does is bad. But the um, the zoo, the neighborhood that it's in, has been bad for quite a long time. Quite a long time. And there's nothing been I mean, done around it. It's yeah. I mean, we just uh, have you driven up West? Have you driven up Ellis Avenue? Sure. From, from eighty towards West Capitol, plenty of times. When you get past Westland Plaza. Mm-hmm. And God bless those guys. They have kept that shopping center very I can't nice. believe I know. It's, yeah. It, right. It's fun, great ownership, just like over mm-hmm. in Holland Village. Yeah. Great ownership to to stay there and keep national chains in an area that's crime-ridden like that. I mean, kudos. Yeah. Um, but when you get past Westland Plaza, past the football field right there mm-hmm. where everybody plays. Yeah, because Provine's right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That stretch from Provine and Westland Plaza up to West Capitol is impassable. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. I mean... And it's been that way. I mean, and there's naked homeless people having sex on the side of the road or walking up and down. I've seen it. I, I hear horror stories because they still force kids to take these god awful field trips to the zoo, and their parents yeah. go with them now. And they, they, they've told stories about having riding up in El Capitol Street and looking over and seeing these the sexual activity and mm-hmm. naked people and all this stuff. Like, why would you let your children go down there and have to explain? Well, a lot of time that's a mental health problem. That's a drug problem. This is a corruption. This is a terrible city. Anyway, I no, digress. Well, I was the zoo just, ain't going to work there. No, I mean, I was going to even give you an example. Like 15 years ago, 2008, I was over there by, you know, a road of remembrances? Yeah. That's close to the zoo. And I mean, it was some murder we were working on or whatever it was. And I mean, just going around there 15 years ago, it was it was dangerous. And, I, and so this is just, this has just been something that, you know, it just hasn't changed. It's not like this is new that that area is kind of dangerous. 30 years ago, when my dad had his store on Lynch Street, right, okay. it was a terrible area. Yeah, there you go. 30 years ago. So we're even... I, I mean, mean... And, and they, they haven't filled a pothole in mm-hmm. since then. My grandmother lived on had on a big house right on Clinton Boulevard across from the old country club right there by Minel Gardens. It was a bad area then. And it's done mm-hmm. nothing to get better. And they had the chance, you know, they were talking about, I know they had the chance, I know they had the money, and again, Kingfish probably knows that better than us, but they, they'd actually moved the zoo 10 years ago or something like that whenever they could have done it maybe they could have saved it but yeah, obviously but I know there was a lot of talk about it moving I don't know if there was real money involved but there was obviously that talk of moving it to LaFleur's yeah well isn't that state owned land I think so I think it is so that, that, that would almost mean having to transfer ownership from the city to the state or working out a lease with the state it's just time for the city to get out of the zoo business yeah, I mean, I think they need to focus. Well, we don't want them handling the water business either. But I mean, it seems like you got to break it down to basics at this point. Yeah, where, where, what things to be focused on are, but you know, the public education, infrastructure, those things, policing. Those are like those are those are what we got the sort of even have the money for that. That one point eight million, because that, obviously that ain't gonna be the last one point eight million they need. No, no. And Aaron Banks made a great point. He goes, even if we see a hundred percent increase, it's not worth it. Another hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, bro. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. This city's got way too much in it. I'd much rather see JPD get an influx of cash. Sure. And speaking of JPD, the, the time's running out for them to promote the, the chief from interim to, to chief. This guy's out here busting his butt. Yeah. Harry's doing a great job. I mean, he went by that McDonald's. There was that shootout at the other day. Mm-hmm. And look, Capitol Police is like the, the main people on that deal. But he went by, walked through, met everybody. Now, look, the cameras were around. You can question the motives a little bit. But the fact he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Says the I man, I heard passion in his voice. Yeah, not fake, not contrived. They need to they need to get him locked in, and yeah. and, and, and if they're gonna blow one point eight million dollars or put one point eight million dollars somewhere, let's put it in JPD because money don't go where it's scared. Do you think that 
Chokeway stalling on this because Wade's doing a good job. I, honest to God, I do. I thought about that last night when mm-hmm. I was watching the video of him at that McDonald's. On that's what I was thinking too. Is hold on now, you're doing too good of a job. Yeah, they like you. Morale is up. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's 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 one of my concerns. Because why? There's been no reason for this. Even I think everybody on the council said we're ready to vote for him, right? Haven't they yeah. all said that at this mm-hmm. point? So I don't. Why? What's the holdup? My friends in JPD, to a man, everybody, every one of them, we love this guy. I mean, there you go. And that's and everybody, everybody's seen what he's doing. He like you said, he looks passionate. He's active. I remember him back when I was working the DA's office. I think he was. In, I can't remember. If he's Robert Homicide or he's with. He did something else, but he's been there quite a while. Yeah, he's been there quite a while, and. Um, he, I I don't know. I mean, that's my only thing. Like that, I would think that he's not putting him forward because he's like, this guy's going to do good, do good job. We can't have that. I mean, because I'm fully convinced that that's his theory on law enforcement. In this as area. ridiculous as it sounds, mm-hmm. nothing he's done says it ain't true. Yeah, I mean, no no single decision he's made tells tells me that he's not anti law enforcement. And then he's going to come up with, to the council with some other ridiculous excuse for why he's not going to you know, appoint him full-time. I have a feeling that we're all waiting on what that excuse is going to be. My, the, the dope boys that I work for don't like him. <laughs> Allegedly. Right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkaran. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. As we get ready to land the plane for the day, um, I got some texts on the Guns of Go text line. Uh, the zoo always gets people fired up. But somebody, if we go back to the first segment in the show, I said that I would have liked to have seen Chalkway die in that Bruce Willis movie. He was, his character. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about that, but I would it's like funny the, the way you said it. I would, like to see the, I would like to have seen the character, yeah, the character himself, which he played in the movie, die in the movie. So anyway, somebody referenced back to that, talking about the zoo, and said he was pro-law enforcement in that movie he was in. <laughs> maybe maybe his character should live in the movie then. His character, you know, gets gets run over by a garbage truck. That would be the... <laughs> oh, speaking of getting ran over, did you see that video that I posted that I shared on Twitter last night? The tech, the, the, the caption said, so satisfying. Oh, yeah. And it was this, this uh, lady, this black lady with a gun in the middle of an intersection. Mm-hmm. And pointing at everybody, and the police decided the best way to eliminate the threat was to run over her. Ooh. And, oh, it was so satisfying. Apparently, she was suicidal, and then she put it to her head, and they, they clipped her they right clip- in the hip. Did she live? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, before uh, but I forget. It, but it was so satisfying. I forgot to mention, our buddy Mike Pence is going to be here on Saturday. Yeah, um, how excited about that are y'all? We'll, 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 we'll dive into the Mike Pence thing Friday. Okay, cool, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that Friday. Um. Guys, get out, support these sponsors. Guns and Gear, they sponsor the text line. I didn't mention them today, but uh, they're open on from Tuesdays throughout the week through the weekend. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. See them in person right there, Yandale Road. Guns, home and no limit ammo, accessories, Cerakoting, gunsmithing. They buy used guns. They do it all. Get out there, see them, shop them online. Coming up next, what's today? Wednesday, Mike Madison. Is up next, followed by the one, the only, Mr. Jamison Haygood from 10 to noon. We have our national host at midday. And then Mr. Kim Wade, radio strongman, will be here calling out Sean for something or another (laughs) from 4 to 6. I'll be back here tomorrow, solo in the studio. Podcast will be available here shortly. Be sure to hit share. Send it to five or six friends today. I'll see you all tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay blessed. com.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.